Noel Garrett. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you for doing that. this. Yeah. Thank you for finding the time. I um I know you are a very, very busy man these days. So I appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah, I'm like, I feel like every time I can go into the gym at like six in the morning or like eight o'clock at night and you will be in there training. <laughs> yeah. Like how many hours a day, like between, between training clients and like working out yourself. Yeah. Like how much time are you in there between like that versus like downtime? Honestly, it feels like I'm in there 24 seven. Sometimes the, the like days mesh together. I'll say hi to someone, but I'll be like, wait, did I just say hi to you? Is it the same day or is it <laughs> a, a, a different day? I'm in there a lot of hours. Um, I've actually switched my, my hours sort of um, just because building up the clientele right now, I had the freedom to do this, but I used to always go in for like 6 a.m. I'd have like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, maybe. Then yeah. I had like a four or five hour gap and then I would come back in the evening. I'd usually try and squeeze in my training in the middle of the day. Um, but then I usually, I usually go home and have like a like one to two hour nap during the like day. And I just felt like I was living two different days in one day. Yeah. And I wasn't really getting much done in my free time. Like I was there early. Um, and so I didn't have any sort of morning before I started, you know, my, my day. I didn't do just anything for, my, go. for myself yeah. first. And I actually really like that. Doing something for yourself first is actually really, really good. Um, and then in the evening, I was there late. So I didn't really have like an evening to go home and like, you know, chill out and relax, watch a TV show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now actually I've switched my hours. So I go in late. I actually go in for 10. Um, okay. I go in for 10 a.m. And I'm there straight late. <laughs> 10 is like a little bit late. It's kind of like you're sleeping in, but I also work until eight. Yeah, exactly. So I'm there for 10 hours, which, you know, most people have that like kind of nine to five job. So I'm there yeah. for longer hours, but I just go in a little bit kind of later. Um, it's been it's been working out. Um, I usually try and go in like an hour early to train on my own, mm -hmm. or I'll try and squeeze in a training session in the middle of the day. But really, right now, and this is just like my goal of building my business. If I can schedule in someone to train and make money, I'm gonna cancel my own training and I'm gonna take care of a client. And that's just mm -hmm. part of the part of the business. If you want to grow, you got to say yes, yes, yes. Yeah. When I first started, the way that I actually built my whole clientele is just saying yes to everybody, mm -hmm. and I kind of like. I lost balance in my life. Like I, I don't get much balance. And it's funny because, you know, as a trainer, you want to keep up that like certain body because you want to look the, yes. look the part. Yeah. But you actually, I put my clients first. So in the last three years, I've kind of like put more focus on my clients, less focus on my own body. So I haven't seen my body change and grow as much as it did, you know, before I was super busy. So that's one downside. Um, you, I kind of put my heart and soul into my like working clients and I got this good feeling about having my clients reach their goals more so than me reaching my own goals. It's kind of switched. Yeah. I feel like that's something that like I've, I've seen a couple of different of, of trainers who like, you know, when, when they get a little bit of, when they, they become more and more successful, you get more and more busy. You kind of get, you kind of get lost in your own training, mm -hmm. but it seems like you don't really have an issue with that. It's like, you're, you're happy to, sacrifice i'm a little bit happy it's like priorities change over over the course of your life and i and i've always talked to dan the owner of uh torque about this it's like he asked me are you gonna do a show soon i was like i would love to but right now i'm just loving growing my business you know i'm making like a good quality uh income i can save to buy a house i can build my life with mm -hmm. you know my girlfriend family i can have kids one day you know all this stuff um it'd be hard to i'd have to totally i'd have to dial back drastically on the hours in the gym training clients, which means taking a pay cut to then focus on doing a show. 
Oh yeah, for sure. So like, I remember I was, uh, years ago I was, I was pretty busy and, and I tried to do both. It was, it was hard. And luckily my, my clients are usually my like biggest fans. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in prep and I'm tired or I'm hungry, they're like, Hey, Garrett, I think you're like hungry. I think you like need something to eat. And I was like, yeah, I'm, f- I'm fucking tired guys. Like uh, I'm, I'm like done. I would come in early. Sometimes when I was doing boot camp at, uh, 6am, I'd sometimes come in at 5am when the gym was closed still. I'd always have the lights off, so I actually kind of liked it. I'd turn, like, crank the, the, like, tunes up on the stairs, pitch black. I'd do my cardio, and then I would train my, my clients from 6 to, you know, 10 or 11, and then I'd go and nap, but I'd be so tired, right? <laughs> yeah. And, but I, I just feel like if I really wanted to do well in bodybuilding and go pro, I'd have to dial it back. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I could have done better. Even though I did awesome, I felt like, a, you know, I looked great, right? Mm-hmm. But to be at the top, like, elite level, I, that's all they do. Yeah. All they do is eat, train, sleep. They don't really, that is their job mm-hmm. where there's a few, the, 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 there's a few bodybuildings uh, or bodybuilders. Um, Pat Moore, I know he's, he's a, he's a, a, a personal trainer too. I think some of them are, but generally most of them are just, they're like a icon in the bodybuilding industry and they sell programs or plans based off who they are. Like they don't actually mm-hmm. do much physical present stuff. They're building plans. And then they just let those, you know, sell for them, right? They're yeah. not, they're, they're putting in maybe a bunch of hours over like a month or two to create these, these plans and then just let them sell. And then they can focus on, you know, going and prepping for their show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you kind of had to pick one because I, I was talking to, I, I kind of talked to Marguerite about this a little bit, which mm-hmm. was that you, it really takes it. Well, if you want to put in the, le- the level of effort that it takes to do well at a show, you basically need to dedicate your whole life to it, which kind of takes away from everything else in your life. Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to pick one. If you're if you're focused right now on building your business, which is ultimately, you know, a, a lot of people, the end goal of them being, you know, competing in fitness is to one day have a career from it. Exactly. Which is like you're not building by competing. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're unless you're winning Olympias. If, unless your name is Chris Bumstead, you're not making your <laughs> living. Even then, even him, he he probably would tell you that he couldn't make his entire living just banking on winning an Olympia every yeah, year yeah, because you can't, you can't just expect that you're going to win every year, but just bodybuilding alone won't make you a career. But it, what it will do is it will make you a name exactly, which you can then build a career off of. So if you're built, if you're building the career already, it's kind of like, you know, if, unless you really have the passion for competing and you really have mm-hmm. the drive, something that's really calling you to the stage, then I feel like you know, it's not, yeah. it's not, I generally love, training i love pushing my body to the ultimate kind of limits and watching it change when you like i remember the first time i saw myself shredded i was like wow like this is is this even me um it almost looks fake and and it's just so cool to see that and you almost get like addicted to that pain and kind of uh 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 suffering through diet and everything like that that hunger pains and being tired and just like pushing through you don't actually enjoy and i tell this to like clients is that not, I don't know many people that love the actual training part. It's the feeling you get after the feeling when you uh, make it like, I'm like with you, the like feeling when you get an awesome lift, the feeling after during right, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of moment, you're kind of like in this blur, like it time kind of like, it just like, it just goes from like here to here, you blink and it's over, but it's the feeling afterwards. Like, yeah, I like did it mm-hmm. satisfaction. Right. So I, I tell my clients like, you know, I don't like training. Okay, then don't focus on liking training. Focus on the feeling you get after, mm. and that's the that's the best part about you know getting through a prep. I remember the first prep I ever did. Before I even stepped on stage, the minute I finished my last cardio, 
session, I already felt like I already won. And I didn't even really care about where I placed in the show. I felt like I was like, I already did it. I already, yeah. already made it. And that's the best attitude to have it when you're doing shows is you versus you. Mm. It's never because you're going up there and it's these, these three judges and it's what they think looks best. Yeah. There's no like. Which you with have like, zero control over. With like powerlifting, it's a little bit different. There's numbers. Yes. Like you can't, ch- you can't alter numbers. So if you mm. get it, you do. If you don't, you don't. But when you're going up there and being judged on how you look, it's what they think yeah. w- like looks good. So you have to have the mindset of like you just always beating you, your previous self. Yeah. I think that's the, well, that's, that's also where it possibly gets dangerous for a lot of people is when their, their value is kind of placed on how they do at their show, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because like, like you said, it's, it's really, it's subjective and it's what somebody else thinks is what somebody else sees and you're up there for like, what, like, I don't know, like 10 seconds It feels maybe? like it's shorter and shorter every year because more and more people are wanting to do it. Yeah. And they want to allow more people to do it. And yeah. they don't have time. They only have this, this building for a certain amount of time. They got to fit all their, all yeah. these athletes in there. And it's like 12, 18, <laughs> 20 weeks sometimes that you yeah. put into just somebody looking at you for 15 seconds few, tops. Yeah, at tops. the most. Yeah. At the very most. 15 <laughs> seconds. And they even, when I first started, I did four, four poses. Front, back, side, side. Now it's only two. Oh, this changed. It's only two. It's front, back. There's not even a side. Now you can kind of make your front pose sort of off to the side because they create yeah. that like aesthetic, like really V taper. But there's no side, side, front, back. And that's to limit your time up there because they have to fit in all these people. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a rip in a way. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah. Did, did, you, did you always know? Like, well, when, when, when you started training, was it always like, oh, I want to get on? Was that the goal? Uh, the I, I can't remember the, the like moment where I knew I wanted to step on stage. I think I probably, when Instagram started to be a like thing and I saw people doing shows and mm. I saw people, uh, you know, doing their like posing, I, I kind of thought like, okay, that'd be cool. And then once I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and do a show. I found that having that goal is what really pushed me to stay on track, follow my diet oh, okay. to a T. And then I was like, okay, I need a show to always push myself to that point. Yeah. And then I got in my head, I was like, okay, if I go pro, wouldn't that be awesome? If I got to like mm-hmm. go up there against the best of the best. I've, I've always, in everything that I do, I want to be the best at it. Whether it's a job that I hate, I still want to be like told, oh, you're like, you're doing an awesome job. You're doing great. You're like good at, at, at what you do, even if it's something I didn't like. So this is just carried over. I actually like this. Now I want to be told that I'm good at it, you know? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So at what point do you... Do you, how how long how long have you been like between like starting to train and deciding to become a personal trainer like how, when what's the timeline of that so i joined the gym when i was 15 and i joined for the reason that i think most young kids join the gym they want to be more confident they want to feel better about how they kind of mm-hmm. look they see maybe pictures of these people that are like really lean and they look great and they want to look like that um i think the first time i ever thought like oh okay that'd be cool look like i i saw one of those Hollister guys standing out front of the shop shirtless. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, you know, they're getting all the, all the girls. I want to have that, that type of body. So I started to go to, the, go to the gym. I joined the gym at 15 and I was actually pretty good. Like I was uh, high school. I would go, I would finish around 2.30. I would take the bus. It'd take me like 45 minutes to bus to the gym. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I would work out for an hour and a half. And then it would take me like an hour to bus home. And I'd do that three or four days every week at like 15, 16. So I was like pretty like, you know, uh, driven to, to, to do this. And I've always had that drive to just be good at 
whatever I do, I kind of get like obsessed with it, right? And I just want to do it, want to do it every day. Um, so I did that all the way through high school. And then once I was done high school, I got into the whole kind of like party phase and it, fitness was on the back burner a little bit. Everyone has to kind of, you know, get that out of their system, I feel mm. like. And for me, it went a little bit too far, like in terms of like I was partying too much. I wasn't really eating well. I wasn't treating my body right. Mm -hmm. And I went through some like kind of mental illness stuff. Um, and then after that, I went to school for fitness and health um, at uh, George Brown. And there, actually, I thought that I wanted to do that as a career, but the way that they teach you there is how to be a like good life trainer, and that actually made me not want to do it. Which is like sell. Basically. It's just basically selling and basically yeah. being owned by a like gym. And I was like, I never want to do this. It's like teaching like a spin class or like uh, um, uh, aerobics and doing like health like fitness testing and all this stuff like yeah. which isn't bad yeah it's but fine it's if not, you do that yeah yeah it's fine it's, if you do that yeah it's totally fine if you do that but that's just not what i wanted to do yeah. i wanted to train people to basically do what i did when i was younger is building this like body that you love like mm -hmm. just building this like confidence um that I, I wanted to pe i wanted to help people transform their body and also mind because i went through all this mental illness stuff um and i've always just wanted to look like look good feel good um so after that i actually thought like i don't think this is the right industry for me then i joined torque and then i saw the trainers there and i was like oh. it would be so cool to be one of these trainers that's who i want to be and here i am now like six years later and i'm the head trainer so i think it's like very cool that i started off as just like a guy training at torque i saw the the, the people at the top that i was like that'd be cool to be them and just working hard over the last like six years and now being at the top is just like it's it's actually pretty crazy when i run when i think when I sit down and think back, yeah, like to Torque, where I was, Torque really was like a. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that I was, was like uh, a big turning point. And funny enough, is the way that I found out about Torque is through, um, uh, uh, Margarita, because she went to Extreme. I went to Extreme, um, uh, Couture on Queensway and okay, yeah, not yeah, not Queensway, uh, Kipling and North Queen. Yeah, yeah. She used to go there, and then she posted videos at Torque, and I was like, that looks like an awesome gym. <laughs> yeah. And then I switched over there. Um, and that was actually the time I went to Torque for a couple months and then I went, actually moved to Australia for a year. I did one of those work and holiday visas and it was halfway through the year there where I actually, I started going to the gym a lot. I started like really loving fitness and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a show. That's where I actually thought like, I'm going to do a show. So I think that's when Instagram blew up with all these shows happening, all the bodybuilding stuff. Mm -hmm. That's when th it was 2016. That's when things started to really like blow up with bodybuilding and doing shows. Um, so I got my first coach there. And then he helped me. That was the first time I ever counted macros in like 2016 when oh, I was, I guess, funny. 24. Um, and so that's where everything changed when I got back. I actually got um, uh, Margarita to coach me through my first two, uh, two shows because she had just gone pro. Mm. Um, and then that's where it all like took off. I did a show in 2017 and then I did a show in 2018. And then a show in 2019, and then COVID hit. And then COVID. <laughs> um, where I was actually, I was prepping for a show in 2020. Bring, bring us um, a little bit closer to yep. there. I was prepping for a show in 2020, and that's when COVID just hit, right? In, in March of 2020, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, been so, there, yeah. I was prepping for a show then, and then it got canceled. And then things came, started to open again after the first lockdown, and I was going to prep for a show, which was in November. And that actually, I thought that we were going to go into another lockdown. 
And so I actually pulled out at six weeks out. Cause I was like, you know what? I, I can't take this. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I don't know if this show's going to happen. I'm not like tunnel vision. You have to be ton, like tunnel vision for the show. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to pull out. Anyway, the show that I was prepping for was the last show to happen before our next lockdown. Oh. <laughs> so well, you were I, almost right. <laughs> I, I could have, I, I could have done it, but I just wasn't in the right mindset. Right. No, the whole time you would have been in the back of your head. This is going to get canceled. It's going to get canceled. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna I was also stressed. I was like, I'm going to be out of work again. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's another during thing. the during the very first lockdown, I thought it was only going to be a couple of weeks, like a lot of people, and so I just took that. I was like, I'm just going to take time off. I'll do my online clients, but that's about it. Yeah. And in the second lockdown is when I kept seeing clients, you know, outside of the gym, um, throughout that because I was like, you know what, I can't be out of work again. Yeah. Like I got to do what you got to do. A lot of people did that during our second lockdown. Mm-hmm. They found ways to make money. They found ways to work. Um, and then now just being back, I'm just so happy to be back in the gym. Like I, I was doing well on like doing my own thing outside of the gym, but I'd much rather make less and be in inside of a gym with all the members and everything like that than to, you know, be outside of the gym and just like seeing people's like in their backyards or at their yeah. homes and stuff like that. And much rather be in torque mentally. I just like it more, even if I make less. And that's one thing about fitness is that I do. Yeah, I, I do really well. I, I do. I do better than I ever thought I would have done in this in this. uh uh industry industry, but um it's not about money it's it's about i don't even feel like i'm actually going to like work like Mm. like i'm sure you like you love what you do right some days will feel like work because you're there for like 10 12 hours so you're tired but it's not it's at the end of the day it's like to go to a gym and help people train and help like yeah shredded or jacked like you know i find that like you when when you have those long stretches for me the the equivalent would be like you know two or three or four days back to back of like 10, 12 hour shoots. And they're just, they're taxing physically and mentally. But then when, when you kind of, for me, when I, when I wrap up and I'm on the car ride home and I'm exhausted and I'm like delirious almost. <laughs> and I'm just, I, you, that's when you kind of have to take a step back and you're like, wait, this is what you do for a living, right? This is what you do to me. <laughs> like you're doing the thing that you're doing, no matter how, it, how you feel right now, big picture, you're doing what you love and you're exactly. making your living doing yeah. it. So like, it's it's easy to go back to it yeah no matter how much it's yeah i think sometimes. that's it's 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 never that it feels like work because people always say like you know like how are you here all day long it must feel like work at a certain point it's not that it feels like work it's just i'm tired you know it's like yeah. i'm talking to people i have to pe- i have to be someone's hype um hype man for 10 to 12 hours a day that yeah, is that's taxing. taxing that's a lot yeah. and a lot of people who talk to me and you know hear how many hours i actually put in in the gym they're like man that's crazy because in 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 personal training it is a lot of hours to be on to be focused to be like you know with your client talking and stuff like that it is taxing yeah but again you know your your passion drives you through that right yeah that's what that's what it is yeah yeah i feel kind of the same way which is like you know the the one the one thing that like a lot of people don't really take into consideration is this the level of social energy that you have to put in because you probably feel this too like when um when i'm on shoots it almost sometimes feels like i'm playing something of a character yeah because you know you have to you have to put on a certain level of energy because you want to get a certain event a level of energy back from them right yes so you know if if i if i show up to a shoot and i'm just kind of like slugging through it and i'm just like not talking and i'm not smiling and i'm yep. not, then it's going to affect how they you know feed off of it you know it's, I'm, I'm not going to get the performance out of them that i want yep if i'm not giving them the energy that they need so yeah it, it but that you know so you you have to put on 
like I say it's a character, but it's kind of just, you know, like an, an elevated version of myself is what yeah, I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just me on 11. Yeah. And so it's not like I'm playing a it's not like I'm, I'm being fake. It's just that I'm I'm being myself with like 110% energy. Yeah, yeah. And that's hard to do. And it's and you can only do it for so long before you redline and you run out. Yeah. And but, you know, the thing that kind of keeps you going through it is like what you said it's just like it's not that i'm overworked it's just <laughs> i'm out of energy it's just out of energy yeah you're just yeah, you're just you gassed. only have so much of it yeah so i think it's different if you're doing a like work to me is something that you're just trading right you're just trading your time for money mm-hmm. which is that that is very hard to put in any level of energy close to or let alone above mm-hmm. what you feel like you are at 100 percent. to yeah. put in 110 percent you know, day in and day out for something that you don't really, really love to do. You can't do that for a yeah. long time. Yeah. So, and one thing that you'll probably, you know, you deal with too is you kind of run your own, well, you, you do run your own business. Personal training is like running your own business. So if it I have a, is, yeah. a, a, a client come to me and say, I want to train, but that means stay an hour later. It's like, do I get paid more? Do I make more? Or do I have overall, you know, more balance in my life? Like, where is that kind of mm. line? And that is a, that is a kind of blurry line. It's like, I just get caught up in like chasing hours. I'm I'm always trading my my time, and that's where yeah. I want. That's where I've really tried since we've we've come back from like COVID and kind of lockdown is finding ways to make money without being there. You know, like passive right income. That is how I'm going to do this long term because I'm not going to be able to do eight to ten clients six days a week in the gym forever. Like I yeah. don't like if I have a family one day. There's just there's just no way there's I'm not no going to have yeah. any energy for my kids for. For my partner, like anything, like uh, I need to, I need to, I need to be able to say no at certain times. I'm sure with you, it's like, oh, someone's asked me to do a shoot. That means working on uh, like Sunday, you know, when you've just worked six days straight. It's like, damn, like, do I take this? And you, sometimes yeah. you have to gauge it as like, okay, is it actually worth it? Maybe this is going to give me an opportunity in other ways. Mm-hmm. Or do I just say no? And it's like, you know what? I deserve time for me and my family and things outside. And that's the that's the part that I'm trying to make sure doesn't happen is that I do it so much that I actually start to hate it. Like, what oh, if yeah, I do yeah, it yeah. too much where I lose everything else in my life? That's that's all I have. And then it starts to lose. It's like, you, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's that's an issue with anything like anything entrepreneurial is like I think that everybody who's tried to do something um, that's, you know, on your own and for something that you like to do. Everybody runs into the same trap, which is like it was what you said. When in the beginning, you just you take everything, you yep. say yes to everything, no matter what. Does yep. it? It's a cool thing. Pays zero dollars. I'm there. Yep. I had to drive an hour and a half, spend my own money to work for. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be there. Yep. But and then you know, with the hope that you know that then connects you to new people or you know, uh, puts your foot in the door with certain people that you want to work with, and. But it's just for for a long time, you just your mentality is just say yes, say yes, say yes, take more, take more, yep. do more, do more. And but there is a limit to that. Yeah. And finding that limit, I think, is where a lot of people hit the wall. And that's the only way that they find it. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. It's what happened to a lot of people that I know, which is, you know, you don't you for the longest time you're just thinking you're thinking about taking taking more things saying yes like just saying yes to everything yeah and just not knowing where that boundary is and so it's just you have to like yeah for a lot of for a lot of people it's just you don't find it until it's kind of too late like do you have any experience with burnout burnout i i want to say that 
I've never experienced burnout because I'm just, I'm just like a workhorse. I'm just like, I'm not getting burnt out. I will like my, one of my biggest things and, and people are asking me like, how are you not tired? Like, how do you have all this energy? I don't speak that I'm tired. Like, I don't say like, oh, I'm, I'm like tired today. Mm. I'll like feel it. I'll know that I'm, that I'm feeling it, yeah. but I'm not going to give it energy. So like, if I feel like I'm getting burnt out, I'm just going to find ways to push through or I'll know then, you know, okay, it's time to like dial back a little bit. So you like gauge it as you go. I kind of gauge a little bit. So I probably have been burnt out, but I'm not going to let it get the like best of me where even if I'm already past that kind of line of like, I'm burnt, like I have no energy. I'm fine. I'm not really focused. I'm not really motivated. I'll just, I won't give it too much energy and I'll just dial back a little bit and I'll just kind of like, you know, do that like, um, period, uh, period, uh, uh, dies, uh, yeah, I know where saying. it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, where you can take the like deload week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that I've definitely experienced burnout, um, but not to the point where it like got me down. I wouldn't ever let it like take me totally down, you know? That's good. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't. <laughs> How about you? Like, you've. It, oh, definitely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And what I, have you done to get yourself out of that, though? It took a while. It took a long time. It's, uh, yeah, because it's. I. I, I've talked about it before, which is that it's crazy because you don't, you don't, it's not one of these things where it's like you're, uh, you, you go, you, you find, you push the limit, you push the limit. And then one day you're just like, oh shit, that's too much for, <laughs> for me. It's like I had been doing too much and I had already committed to too much and it had been months yeah. and I was just, you know, like I, I was just starting to notice things, which was just like, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it, like there was a lot of mental things. There was a lot of physical things. Uh, of like literally my body telling me like, Hey, you're doing way too much. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I'd, I'd realized, cause then I had to think about it. We're just like, I think I'm burnt out. <laughs> and I was like, when did this, when did this happen? And I traced it back to two months before that day. Okay. Yeah. So I'd been in it for like two whole months, just like redlined and completely, completely over capacity yeah. and just running myself into the ground. And I had been doing that for like two months at that point. You had knew, like you had known something was off. You just wasn't sure what was actually happening at that point. Or no, like, not until I really, yeah. not until I really sat with it the whole time. I was just like, Oh, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Like what you were saying. I'm just yeah. tired. I'm, <laughs> and, and then, yeah, one day I, I realized it was like, no, no, this is not normal. Like I shouldn't be hearing voices. I shouldn't be like, you know, I shouldn't be blacking out and, and ending up in rooms and forgetting how I got there. And you yeah, know, like, yeah. I, I'd like these things shouldn't be happening, right? Like I shouldn't be like waking up, like screaming in pain, right? Like these things shouldn't be happening. And I'd like, and I like, I had to talk to a bunch of people. I was like, do you guys? And they were just like, you are burnt out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then I had to like, think back and like, how long has this been going on? And it had been going on for like a couple of months and yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly when it was, but, uh, I think that's actually the shutdown of COVID. Yeah, was one of the things that did it for me. Yeah, because that was where you just had no choice but to stop. Right? You had to so slow had, down. Yeah, we had nothing to do, mm-hmm. and that was. I remember like that first period of COVID, the very first time that we all got locked down, and right, we all yeah. thought we were gonna die. <laughs> I like, I there was nothing to do completely, yeah. and that was the first time in maybe like three four years where I had a day off. Yeah, and I realized that I was just like I, because I like I finished. I, like, I had still had some editing work to do. But then I got through all of it and I finished it. And that was the first time that I had an empty to-do list in like three, four years. Yeah. And one, like, uh, like one whole day where I didn't have to worry about anything. I had nothing on my mind. I had nothing, um, nothing that was like pressing. And all I could do is just whatever I felt like. And I had not felt that in like three, four years. Yeah. So then just being shut down for however many months, 
uh like i think that really let me recover when i could just th- like you know try to remember like what do i enjoy about life <laughs> yeah and and yeah. and after covid and after all these lockdowns have you tried to you know finding out you know other parts of your life that that you have kind of um put off to the side you're trying to like add that into your oh, life oh definitely trickle it in yeah yeah definitely i think that's that's one of the things that helps balance it too i think like that's one of the ways for you that you've been able to kind of avoid it is the fact that because for me it was like a big part of it was fitness mm-hmm. um fitness and also just like spending some quiet time just like like you know in my in my place by myself just like was like reading or like watching a show watching i forgot how much i love to watch movies oh yeah and yeah and then that, now i had time to do all that i had time to go back to the to the theaters when they when they fucking open up yep um but yeah just finding finding things about life that i enjoy doing for myself i think that's like one of the things that helped me strike a balance with it but for you it's like um yeah like like i was saying fitness was a big part of it and you get to work that into your day right yeah. so it's i i guess it's, for you it's just keeping keeping a <laughs> like one a really thing, one thing that's down. tricky is that and i almost sometimes i wish uh my job wasn't also my like passion be- because you know all i all i do is really fitness because that's my like hobby bodybuilding mm. but then that's also my like job so you know, I've been really trying in the last year to find out, you know, what are some other hobbies that I could like, you know, just do something else for fun that gives me joy Yeah. Um, outside of fitness, because I think that'll also help me love fitness more is that I'm just not always doing it, even though yeah. I could, I think there's going to be a time where it's just like, that's all I do. Like, can I just do something else for once? Like, yeah. please. Yeah. Like, I want to have friends that do something different. Right. I don't want to just have friends inside of the, the, the like fitness mm-hmm. industry. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Like with you, do you take photos just for fun on your own? Like just on a, like, I haven't in a long time, right? I haven't in a long time. Now, did you do that before though? Yeah. Yeah. All that's the reason why, right? Like I I had no intention of of starting it as a career. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I, and I've, I've thought about this too, which is just like, when was the last time I brought my camera out just for fun? Cause when I go out now, the last thing I want to do is pack up a camera. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but that was how I that was how I started, right? Is anytime I went to do anything, I was like, Oh, I want to film this. I want to yeah. get like a, I want like oh I am going to this like going on a hike and there gonna be such cool shots everywhere. I'm gonna bring like a really nice camera in. Yeah. And now I I go on like I do I still do those things. I go on hikes, I go on like you know, I'll go to the park, I'll go to wherever. Mm-hmm. And the la- and I always make a point of leaving the camera at home because like it's um for me that's now it's it's taking a break from it and just doing it as a hobby which Mm -hmm. is weird but i think it's helpful so like you know like just finding finding ways to do because i think like especially when it comes to like fitness Mm -hmm. i don't know if you like you you get caught in the same cycle but i just felt like there's a point for i know what happened with me which is that you kind of just you're just waiting for the next workout yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're just like you finish up at the gym you're like that like i was measuring my days i was not measuring my days in monday tuesday days of the week i was measuring it in terms of what workout it was yeah 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 so like for like for you know in bodybuilding terms it would have been like okay chest day is over now tomorrow <laughs> yeah 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 but for me it was like oh i get to i get to i get to do weightlifting tomorrow i get to do snatches tomorrow yeah and i was measuring my days in, in that and then it but the, yeah so when you're when you're only doing fitness it just really becomes this weird like like time loop yeah you're just I, I wonder in. how many I'm, I'm sure a lot of other trainers uh battle this but it's like one thing i do miss is 
is going to the gym, like my trip to the to the gym, getting myself ready and yeah. going to the gym. Because now, right now, I usually work on out on my like hour break. I don't have to go to the gym. It's oh. like I it's like I'm going from training my like client. There's not much change from training my client to doing my own training. So it just blends. It's it's not as much like hype like into my own training. So that's one thing that I actually struggle with is like I'm you know I'm there to motivate people to train hard and be like pumped to be there. I have a hard time because I'm just always in it, right? Um, and I think that's where, you know, passion with my own training has faded a little bit. It goes through ups and downs. I have like a solid workout every, every once in a while, but I'm finding more often than not, it's hard to get hyped up for your own, for your own kind of workout because you've, you've been hyping other people up all day long. Does that bother um, you at all or is it just... It, it, it does, yeah. Like I wish I was, I was more hyped. I do, but I know that I'm going to be glad that I trained anyway, rather than doing nothing. I know mm. I'll always feel worse if I do nothing. So even if I'm not hyped, I know it's good for me. So right now, my, my drive is knowing that training is good for me. Over time, if I see my body change even a little bit, that's going to be mentally good for me, right? So it's not so much just that like kind of natural, like I'm pumped to be there. It's kind of just like, kind of just uh, keeping in mind why you do this. Mm. Why do you do fitness? Um, it's just a daily it, reminder. It's just a daily thing. It's just what I tell my clients. Like, why are you here? That should be you getting, you know, that should give you enough fuel to be pumped for your training. Um, and that's, I, I always focus on the mindset over training rather than, you know, the, the kind of superficial stuff, right? Mm. Lots of my clients, I see more change with their, with their mindset than I do body most of the time. Mm. Um, and that is still something huge for, for, for me, because at the end of the day, they're, they're coming back to me like, you know what? I haven't lost like all the weight I want to lose, but I feel so much better. Like mentally, I'm so much better. Mm -hmm. And that is sometimes, you know, enough, right. For, for them, they didn't even realize that they actually wanted that. But once they feel that and they feel better, yeah. it just makes their whole quality of life better. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, well, that kind of like, it's, it's, it's weird. Cause when you think about like, what does the term, I, I think about this all the time. Like, yeah. what does the term fitness even really mean? Because it's different to everybody. And your own opinion of what fitness is will change throughout your life, right? Like when I like I started the same thing as you where, where it was just I I remember I watched the movie Man of Steel. Okay. And there's a shot of Henry Cavill where he runs out without his shirt on because he just like I guess like just crashed into the ocean or something. He just for some reason lost only his shirt. <laughs> and like after oh, it's like after an oil rig like explodes and he <laughs> only loses his shirt. So he like he yeah. has to run through this like beach and I'm just and I remember I watched like a bunch of like special features and like interviews talking about the fitness regime and the way that they talked about it to me was just like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it started with like, really, I said like, I want to do that, but really I was like, I want to look like that. Yeah. Not really knowing, you know, like the, the Hollywood, whatever, there's levels to that. Meaning yeah. that like, he doesn't look like that. He probably didn't look like that an hour later. He probably just had a ridiculous pump. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so then when I when I first started, it was like, I want to look like that. And then as I started consuming more and more fitness content, it became, I want to, I want to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, like throughout the years, you just kind of like become disillusioned with it because you, you know, you see a lot of the, the fake social media stuff and you realize that a lot of the stuff that you looked up to was never real in the first place. And it's yeah. kind of, you, you go through this weird identity crisis to, and you reach this point where you're like, okay, what do I like to do? Yeah. Like, what do I like? What and but hopefully, at that point, you've been doing it long enough that you've found some level of meaning in your training, whether it is mm -hmm. you know, like this the sense of accomplishment once you finish um, a certain you know program or once you reach a certain level of uh, 
with a physique or strength or whatever. Um, but I think for for everybody, you need to find, you know, what 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 is it about fitness that's like your why? Like, yep. what's what's the reason that you go back every day? Is it just because you feel like you have to? Is it because you've paid for it, or yep. <laughs> is it because you find something in it that you really that you really connect with? Yeah. And so, like, yeah, like the term fitness to me is like because, like, yeah, having a change in your mindset. Yeah. It's that's one of the biggest things that somebody can do for you, right? It's or so that you can do for yourself. If you, you know, if you if you can make the connection in your head of like the the value of putting an effort into something, yeah. And if you can learn that through fitness, you can apply that to the rest of your life. Exactly. So there, th- there's like there's when it comes to the term fitness, I I think a lot of people really really restrict what it means, but it means a lot of things like it's a it's a total it can mean whatever you want it to mean and and that's fine like whatever you think it's it's all about you know being better and what you can be better in physical health mental health anything you know and and it can always translate if you can follow this plan and you know see your body change and see your mindset change that's going to help you tackle your like work life tackle your family life it's going to help you do everything right Mm -hmm. so i saw the benefit in training in all aspects of of like life and that's what's what like a huge part of fitness that I've always loved. Mm. Yeah. So how how has that like changed for you? Because now I guess you you were saying that like um you don't put as much effort into yourself anymore because you um have sort of kind of taken stock of what's important. You've delegated all that energy to your clients. Yeah. Has that been hard for you to do? Or what what is what is it about I guess um your clients that that made you be willing to to kind of put yourself on maybe not a back burner, but like kind of give up some priority to them. Well, really like I, I say that I, I, I put all my effort onto clients and everything like that, but really my clients are my business, right? So if my business is doing well, it's just a part of my, my life and myself that I'm making grow. So I'm putting my physical fitness on a little bit of the back burner, but my, my, career fitness uh, like possibly is growing right so still a part of my life is actually growing and i found you know happiness within that right so it's just different parts of my life that i'm growing right so i wouldn't say i put myself totally on the on the back burner i'm just focused on growing certain parts of my life and right now it's like career gotcha yeah so um but I do love the like physical side of stuff. I love looking a certain way, right? So it does, I do think about it every once in a while. I was like, man, I wish I had time to like focus on my, on my physical health, but I'm still happy that I'm growing a part of my life, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever get back on stage again? I, I ask myself <laughs> this daily. I, I, I think about this daily. People ask me every day. Um, I would love to. And I think that there'll be a time and a place and the stage will always be there. Um, I love prep i love going through something challenging and knowing that i if i push myself i can get there that's one part one benefit of doing shows is like you know when you when you get your body to a certain state people see that and they're like i want to look like that can you can you help me so it gets me business too Mm -hmm. so i i i i would say that if i did it it wouldn't be really to get more business because i'm already full right it'd be for myself and i think down the down the road after i start building on these separate things like you saw I'm doing this kind of meal service thing and I'm trying mm-hmm. to do clothing and all that stuff. So this stuff will hopefully bring me more like passive income, right? Once I get that going, then I can dial back a little bit of the 
in-person hours. I can still do my online training and then mm. possibly do a show. And, and hopefully one day what I'm kind of working to is having a balance of everything, right? I feel like in order to make one area of your life grow, you have to be like obsessed with it. You have to have tunnel vision, just like doing shows. I had to have tunnel vision, right? Right now, career, tunnel vision, right? And I think that I need to take this period of my life to help this area of my life grow. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point, my goal is to have a balance, right? right? But I think in order to make certain areas grow, you just have to be like obsessed and you yeah. have to put other areas of your life on the back burner temporarily. But always mm -hmm. know that balance is better long-term. This right. is not a long-term, you know, you know, way that I want to do things. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's super cool. You know, you got the, the like clothing on, which I'm super yeah. pumped about. I've always wanted my own fitness clothing brand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but that's another thing is I haven't put, I haven't been tunnel vision with my clothing and that's why it's, it's, you know, it's out there, but it's not growing like, like my, my as much like, as it would be my like personal to, training. Right. Yeah, like you yeah. hear about how like Gymshark grew and, uh, Alphalete, like, this guy was in his basement, like sewing and all this stuff. He's sending out gear to like, you know, athletes and saying, can you, can you wear it? Yeah. If I put all my effort into my like clothing, I know I could grow that. If I put all my effort into my meal service stuff, I know I could grow that. So those are kind of slowly growing. Mm -hmm. Well, I build my personal training uh, to a certain point where right. it's just like booming. Like right now I am a torque trainer, but I bring him like a lot of my own clients. Right. So, you know, um, down the road maybe it's mostly you know my own clients right and then i'm you know i'm getting paid paid more and, and doing well maximizing my my hours um so yeah so i think that right now my, my my goal is just tunnel vision on my career and then hopefully one day i can take a little bit of a breather and you know do tunnel vision on like another show because that's my like passion and have some fun right so hmm it's just all about making space for what's important at the time exactly yeah which is like right now careers at the forefront yep and then when it's when you've got that taken care of it's you can make space for whatever comes next exactly it's a good way to go about it yeah kind of <laughs> makes me wish i had something of a plan i just feel like i just do shit yeah <laughs> i i would say i have like a, a like vision of where i want to be and i need to do better at planning out the like steps to get there right now my my biggest thing is i just work hard i work fucking hard like you know 24 7 almost right yeah, I you think do it's have, you I, do have a plan. <laughs> I do have. A, I would say like I kind of know what I need to do daily in order to get to where I want to be. But I love to have like a clear plan. So I just like I like to write things down on like paper rather than just have it in my head mm -hmm. going around. I always say that yeah. to like clients like um, if they have trouble sleeping and they say like, oh, I just I wake up and I start thinking about something I have to do. OK, right before bed, you get a, 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 a piece of paper. You write down what you need to do. And you know that you're going to go to sleep for seven to eight hours. You're not doing it then, right? Yeah, exactly, you put it out, yeah. you get it out of your head and you say, okay, I'm doing it then. And then that, like, I need to put it in on paper, what I'm going to do long-term so that it's out of my head. Cause I do get a lot of like obsessive thoughts about yeah. like, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need a more clear mind. I, I, I work better when I'm, when my mind is clear, Yeah, you know, that whole thing about like, um, writing things down, putting it on paper, that is heavily slept on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when, I when I started doing that, it changed everything because yeah. you can't just store everything in your head all the time no. because you can only think about one thing at a time yep. and everything else is just in the back, just yep. swirling around and you're just worrying about it. Exactly. Worry is the, is the, is the worst thing. You're worrying about something that like, you can't even do it that, no, at exactly. that moment. Yeah. Why not just focus on what you're doing right then 
so you can maximize that. Yeah. And then you focus on the other stuff later. Yeah, because you're also part of you is, is also worried about like, am I forgetting something? Which is you won't if it's in front of you and you can see it. Mm-hmm. Like I maybe that maybe some people really do have the brain power that they can just compartmentalize in your mind. But like for me, if I, I, I as soon as I have as soon as I get like an you know like an email or as soon as I get a message from somebody that's asking me to do something, first thing I do is I write it down. Yeah. So then. I know that even if I, even if it's just as simple as like answer that email or answer that message, I write that down. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not in the back of my mind like, did I, did I answer that email? Because it's still there. Yeah. I, I wrote it down. And as soon as it's done, off. Stop thinking about it. Yeah. Because if you just let that stuff percolate in the back of your mind, it's just going to drive you nuts. Yeah. And like for what? It could be like three or four things that like, and you'll, you'll, you'll just get caught in this weird cycle where you're just so worried that you do nothing. Yep. And so yeah, like the idea of like writing stuff down, yeah heavily slept and there's that that whole kind of science brain uh chemistry of like if you have a have a checklist Mm -hmm. and you just simply check things off that'll that'll raise um uh uh, dopamine levels in your brain just simply checking yeah the sense of accomplishment yeah (laughs) it's like as simple of like if if you just write down your day like i gotta go wash my car it's not anything like for your job but just saying okay i gotta wash my car check it off that just feels good, even though you don't really realize it, but it, it feels yeah. good. Like you're like, I got that done. It's out of the way. I have to go mail something. I have to send this email, mm. uh, you know, simply like, you know, getting back to sometimes I'll just write down in my phone. Someone, my online client will send me uh, a like video for, you know, of their training and they want me to help out with form. I can't get it to it right then, but I'm going to write it down on like paper and I'm going to do it when I can. And then I'm going to check it off and just simply yeah. that like it just it just feels good. It clears it out of your head to yeah. put it down. <laughs> yeah. To put it down on But paper. then also make sure you check it off because if you just write it down, but you don't check yeah, it off, it's always going to be this. Just, <laughs> you, you don't get that like feeling of like, I like finished it. It's the same with training. Uh-huh. You, you know, training, when you're done, you're going to, you're, you're done it. You checked it off. Right. But yeah. you need to like physically feel that like I'm done my like training. Right. Um, yeah. Same thing with like writing things down. Actually check it off. Don't just write it down and then just get it done. Mm-hmm. check it off when you when you are training now or like maybe when you were training uh for competing or whatever um what's what's kind of your like mindset approach toward training like when you're when you're in the gym are you one of these people that just kind of like headphones in leave me alone do you like to be social or- um i think there's huge benefit in, in training with someone in order of, uh, in in the sense that they're there to put like push you Everyone can always train, you know, harder if someone there is pushing you saying two more reps because in your head, you're going to give up sooner than your friend is. And if you're just listening to your friend and you take yourself out of your head, um, then you're going to do more than what you think you can do. Um, But I also like the kind of like putting the headphones on, listening to like music or or anything to kind of motivate me because it's it's my time for myself. Right. So Mm -hmm. I like to mix it up. Sometimes I'll train with someone. Sometimes I'll train on my own. And that can be like a training partner or a coach or yeah, yeah. Like I have, I have my coach who I'll, uh, I'll, I'll train with every once in a while when I go into prep, like he's, he's there telling me what to do. One thing that I can do well is I can follow a, a like plan to a T I'm, mm. I'm really good. One thing is like I can coach someone, but I can be coached. And that's a huge thing to have is being, being coachable. Right. Mm-hmm. When I, uh, when I grew up, I was playing hockey. I was being coached and I was really good at listening. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing I try to like instill on my, on my clients is you have your plan, just follow it. Take your, take your mindset out of it. If you, if you have to just do everything on here. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's one of the things that like um, sabotages a lot of people is when they think they know better. Yeah. Because it's like, it's me. I, I know better than, I know myself better than, than anybody, than anybody else. But like, yeah. you know, what's the point of hiring a coach? <laughs> You're not going to do what they say. Yeah. It, kinda, it defeats the whole purpose of it. So, and then you get in this weird cycle of like people like, oh, they're not like, whenever, whenever I like hear people talk about bad experiences with coaches, I kind of take that with a grain of salt because I'm like, okay, were they a bad coach or were you just not doing what they were saying? Exactly. So that's where, that's where you kind of, that's where it gets, it gets weird with like, like, do you have any, do you have any issues? Have you ever had any issues with that? Or like people who sort of, um, because your reputation, I'm sure you know this, like anybody who does anything that's like either freelance or entrepreneurial or both is that your reputation is everything. Yeah. You lose your reputation. That's your career gone. Yeah. So if somebody says something, you know, bad about you and people start to listen, that's, that's the beginning of the end for you. So like, but also to a certain extent, like there's, you only have so much control. (laughs) Yeah. If, you know, if, if, if somebody never shows up to the gym or if they're not doing what you're saying, you know, if they're not following a diet or if they're not doing their cardio and then they're not seeing results, that's not really your fault. It's just, but then they can say like, Oh, I I had a coach and nothing happened. Like, have you ever had any issues with that? I I haven't had any issues as of yet. Knock on wood that like people are talking badly of me. Maybe they're not happy with, they aren't seeing much change. But I always, and I've learned this over the years, because I used to just give people the like plan and just help them push through it. But now I focus on the whole mental side of everything. So, you know, I actually add goals into their, you know, initial goal of losing 20 pounds. Like, you know, I make them see the kind of bigger picture of like, you know, what if you, you know, during this like um, process, you actually felt better in your daily life. I add goals that like, I know I can make you, you know, reach those right mm. and it's not simply just like following a plan to a t but like i talk with you through our like training and 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 we talk about things so i'm creating a kind of friendship there too so that's where i find that you know even if the person didn't lose 20 pounds and that's what they wanted to do they still feel like you know that that their time with me was was well spent well yeah. spent right they you know created a, a like friend and and i make them see you know i always make it clear like i'm giving you this plan but you have to un- like understand the plan doesn't work unless you do. So mm-hmm. if it, you have to be honest with me 100% of the time, but I want you to be, I want you to know that if you don't do everything that I ask you, you know, I can't coach you. So, and sometimes it's about working with the person to find the best plan. So that's the other thing. Like, I don't just give them a plan. I'm like, this is the only way we're going to do it. I create a like plan, but then I work with them to actually help them, you know, make changes to the plan that's going to work best for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I ask them, if I give them a certain amount of cardio and a certain amount of calories, when I make changes, I say, you know, what do you think you can handle more? Do you think you can handle more cardio or less food? And then it's kind of like they're mm. helping out with the overall plan. So it's not yeah. all like, like I'm saying there's so many different ways we can do this. What works best for you? Um, and that's one way that I get them to follow the plan is like, you help choose this. This is what you thought was best, right? It wasn't just me saying this is the like way. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't work, then I'm totally wrong, right? right. We are a team here. That's mm. one thing that I do. And, and I've learned all these, you know, better ways to deal with, with, with these possible issues of like, you know, people not losing weight when, or people not thinking that I got them to where they want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. We're working together. It's not just me. It's you and me. Right. 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 So I guess it's like, you know, e- equal side or like the flip side of like, you, you have to be coachable as, and for lack of a better term, athlete. Yeah. 
you got to be coachable. I guess as a trainer, you also got to be flexible. Flexible. Yes. You have to understand that everyone's different and that, you know, if it, they are a, they are a customer at the end of the day. Right. Mm -hmm. So if they're saying like, you know, I don't really feel like that's, that's the right way to do it. If you have to, you know, try and make them understand first, like, I think this is the, the like best way, but if you don't think you can do it, or you don't think that is the right way, you kind of have to give them what they, what they want. Like if a, if a client mm -hmm. says, you know, I want to do intermittent fasting. Like I just don't want to eat until like 12. And I was like, you know, honestly for your goals, I don't think that's that best. Right. And then they, they just kind of like say like, no, I think that is going to work best. That is going to work best. I'll say, okay, we're going to try it. This is, this is the best way to do it your, your way. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't really get into issues where it's like, you know, people blaming me because at the end of the day, I'm trying to help you do your way. The, yeah. the best way. So where do you, how do you, how do you draw that line between, <laughs> between somebody who maybe, you know, has an idea of how they want to do things and then maybe in your opinion, the way that they're saying you might not 100% agree with, like, where do you, how do you balance those things of just, of, of, of imposing, <laughs> imposing your will on them? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then also bending to theirs to some extent? I think that I'm never like, I'm never doing things that I think are totally wrong. I just may think there's a better way, but the way that... The way that someone wants to do, the way that someone wants to do things, there's always a way you can do it in a in a way that's best, right? So I'm gonna try and mm -hmm. help them go through the the journey that they want to go through, the best that they can. Even though I may think like, ah, oh, we should try this, we should try this. You can't force anyone to do anything, right? Mm. And they're paying you for a like service to help you coach them. So right. I'm gonna coach them through. If they want me to coach them through a certain diet that they just like, I want to do this. I think it's right. I'll help them through it. And you, and sometimes at a certain point, they're like, oh, actually you were, you were right. Like I, maybe I should try it, try it your way, but you're never going to make a customer happy if you just force your ways on them. Right. Like at the end of the day, it's like, well, I'm paying you. This is what I want to do. Why won't you help me do it? You know? So mm. that's, so that's where I do it. It's like, it's like I'm giving the customer what they, what they want. So you have to really listen and really understand each person and what they want, what they can do, what they can't do, what they, what I, I always, I ask them a lot of questions though. The first hour that I spend with someone, I'm talking or I'm asking them a lot of questions. I'm getting them to talk and tell me, what do you like? What has worked in the past with uh, trainers? What hasn't worked? You mm -hmm. know, what do you like? What do you don't like? Is there exercises, even with like exercise, if I think if someone is there to lose weight and they, they really want to do, you know, barbell bench press, right? But I'm thinking like, oh, we don't really need to do that. There's other ones that I, I, I think are better. But if you really want to do that, we're going to do that. And we're going to do it the best we, we can. Mm. Um, so, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to, to have the client, one, in, enjoy their time. So we get to spend time together. We get to talk. It's like they, they always say, Dan's always, always told me, you know, people are buying trainers. They're not buying training. They're, they're spending hours with mm. you every week. They're spending, you know, three, four hours with you every week. They have to want to spend time with you. If your right. time with them, if you're giving them all this kind of knowledge and, you know, and telling them the best plan and the best diet, if they don't like you, they're not going to want to spend time with you. Yeah. So part of it is just being, being, being actually likable, being someone that they actually want to spend time with, you know? Mm. And if you're pushing them harder than what they would be able to be pushed on their own, then you're doing your, your job. You know, you have to create your own kind of value. Right. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, 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 maybe we can end on this too. Yeah. When, when somebody comes to see you for the first time, what, what, like, if it's somebody that's just kind of 
I don't know, somebody who just walks in, uh, walks in the doors of Torque, or maybe even just finds you on Instagram. Mm. What's their, what, what can they expect? Like what's, what's your objective when you, the first time that you meet somebody and they express interest in training with you? I want to first get to know them. Obviously it's, it, it's simple in, in the sense of like, I want to know what your, what your goals are. And then I try and really dig at like, you know, why is that your goal? How is this going to benefit you? So I give them a like client, uh, um, intake form. I'm asking what their, what their daily kind of regimen is, what their diet is like, what their, what their stress is, um, like overall, cause stress is a huge thing. I want to know as much about them as like possible. And then I make them understand that like, look, this is like a team effort. I'm going to work with you. Like, I'm not just telling you what to do. I am at, uh, you know, certain times, but at the end of the day, this is a team thing. I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to be there to help you and coach you. Cause I'm not, not just a like personal trainer. I'm a coach too. Mm. So I, so I help, so I make sure that they feel comfortable always being honest with me. I want to make them, you know, really trust me. Right. So I'm, I'm creating that kind of trust and everything. Um, but generally I'm just, I'm trying to give them everything that they want and then more like possibly opening their eyes to even more. Like they come to me with one little goal. I'm going to make them see so many more goals that they could actually reach. So actually making them a better person all around, like, you know, how it can, how you coming to me for this goal, if we can get there, we're going to also work on all this other stuff that's going to improve your entire quality of life. So that's one thing that I like to focus on is more than just the like physical part. It's everything. And that's where I, that's where I really think that I've done really well and I've created an awesome clientele base is because I, I create value with someone's like for, for someone's life, not just for their little tiny goal of like fitness, you know, it's so much bigger. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, tell us about your merch and tell us about the, this, I like, was like, like it's a meal prep service. So yeah. So the merch I've, I, I've, I've come out with maybe like three or four different kind of drops. Usually I have um, one of each gen. Yes. Yes. You've been awesome. <laughs> like you, you've been, you were the first person I did a photo shoot with video shoot everything. Yeah. Um, I've always tried to work with you. Um, I love, I love working with you. So you've gotten every, every merch drop. Um, and one I love that you, <laughs> that you rock. And I think it's getting better and better. Every, every time I drop something, I try and do something a little oh, I bit, love this. a little bit this different. This is my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a, of a hoodie guy, but I actually love the, uh, the, um, the, the, uh, crew necks. Yeah. The crew I've done t-shirts. I've done crew necks. I've done hoodies. I'd love to do more like women's clothes actually soon. Um, I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't dropped it yet, but I have some, uh, women's clothing that I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing soon. Um, I'm actually gonna get some of my athletes to like basically kind of rock it, post with it, uh, post, um, uh, uh wearing the outfit and then see what kind of feedback I, I get mm-hmm. and then possibly do something bigger. That's to come soon um i'd i'd love to one day have my own clothing brand like that'd be awesome but i i again i need to you know get my career to where i want it to be where i can take a little step back and then put more folks into the kind of kind of clothing Mm -hmm. side uh with the meal service company it actually just it's nothing that i had planned it's nothing that i ever thought i would actually do but i started training this guy and he's had a um uh, a meal service company for the past 10 10 years but what's cool about him is he is he works with companies or people, takes his own brand off the actual kind of meal. He allows you to create your own portions or your own kind of meal plan using meals that he already cooks for his own business. Okay. Yeah. And basically I'm taking the best meals from his kind of menu every week and I'm, you know, um making kind of cutting plan, bulking plan, and then people can order through me and then that's a little bit of like passive 
uh, income I get off, you know, every single meal. So we've been doing really well. Um, we've been doing it for about a month or so. And, you know, every week we're doing about a hundred, hundred meals every week. So it's, wow. it's, it's, it's done really well. It was a little That's bit awesome. easier to get going than I thought. And I just think like, wow, if I put all my effort into that, how big could it be? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I think that's huge is like, you know, it's it's huge in the fitness industry is, you know, having your meals made for you. People nowadays, they don't have time. They just work, 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 work. So having their their meals already made for them is actually really, uh, really huge and something bigger than I thought. You know, I thought all these meal prep companies, they're mainly geared towards like athletes and people dieting for shows. Most of my my clients who actually have it are just people who are working a lot they make good money and they can afford to have their their like meals made for them and their healthy meal perfect so um yeah it's going really well if you want to try some out i can uh, i can get you some samples <laughs> for you for sure. they're all they're, they're awesome meals they don't really uh, taste like diet food which is amazing about this guy oh yeah that's, <laughs> yeah the amount of the amount of times i've spent just washing down dry chicken breasts with water we had like <laughs> on our menu last week we had like a uh Bim bim bop. Oh, we got we had a chicken pho. Um, we had orange orange chicken. Um, you know we had like a like, like a beef roast and like mash. We have like uh, almond crusted chicken fingers. Like it, it's pretty good. It's pretty wide yeah. menu, <laughs> but it stays within. You know, each meal has like six ounce protein. That's got so much carbs for the cutting meals. So much carbs. Well, I think that's the, the that's yeah. the benefit of having you in it. Is right. Yeah. You can curate. Whereas you know, like some people might just see like orange chicken. I can't eat that. Yeah. They might see like, you know, whatever roast thing, whatever. I can't eat that. But, you know, having you oversee it and having, you know, the Garrett stamp of approval on yeah. it then makes them feel better about eating it. So, I, yeah, like that's that's a great idea. Yeah. But yeah. So OK, well, um, uh, I'm, well, all of Garrett's info will be tagged um, in the description. Cause I'm posting this on YouTube. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, merch available at Torque or through through Garrett um, directly. Check out the meal service. More to come. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Kevin. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, man. And uh, cheers one more time. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Appreciate this, man. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. uh, If you had done either. And uh, we'll see you next time. 3DD Podcast. See you guys.